Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Western Conference Wednesday. An RFA actually decided to stay in Calgary this time around. We're going to talk about John Klingberg and his expectations in Anaheim, as well as some of our favorite jersey rankings. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Jess Belmosto, host of Locked On Calgary Flames on another edition of Western Conference Wednesday, and I am joined by Locked On Oilers host, Brett Holden. Brett, how are you doing today? Aloha. I'm not too bad. I'm a little sore, but it is what it is. How about yourself? I can't complain. Red Sox did some stuff at the trade deadline, and I just, you know, just satisfied, <laughs> I guess. I don't really have any other words. Um, as a baseball yeah. fan yourself, you know, we'll jump into the hockey in a second, but how, how did your team do? I'm a Dodgers fan. I guess I'm wearing the Dodgers jersey, okay. so... We didn't really do our shirt. We didn't really do too much. We didn't. Uh, we have more guys coming off the IL, which is our uh, addition. But I'm also Canadian, so uh, everybody cheers for the Jays. So we got Whit Merrifield. We got Mitch White from the Dodgers as well. So, hey, you know, it wasn't too bad. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't Juan Soto. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that was kind of everyone's hope that their team would yeah. be in contention. But, of course, it is. San Diego. Only one team. <laughs> Speaking of slam dunks, uh, the Calgary Flames and Andrew Mangiapane avoided arbitration, which I always think is a good thing because it's less potential for animosity and bad blood there. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane agreed to a three-year, $17.4 million contract announced Tuesday night. And thank goodness that he... I just signed the deal. I, I'm very happy. And um, as an Oilers fan, how, what, how does this go over for you? How do you feel about this? I, I'm honestly taking a look at the AAV and the money, and I'm going, oh, wow. I mean, Mangiapane, I know he scored, what, 35 goals last year. And had a very strong, especially start to the season, kind of tapered off in the middle of the year. And you kind of take a look, and you're like, you know, um, he shores up those that second line for the Flames and makes their top six a little more tolerable with uh, Kachuk and Goudreau both leaving as well. So you take a look at that aspect and you're like, okay, well, from far, it's what the team needed. But I mean, he's he's the second highest now forward, second highest paid forward, excuse me, on the uh, Flames. He's your second line center or second line winger, excuse me. Is that really like? Is that a, a good move? Do you think? Like, is that too much? It seems like it was too much for a guy that there was almost talk about him being moved at the deadline. No. Yeah. So I think that the um, the money is. It's weird because they never, the Flames never wanted to pay someone more than they paid their captain, Mark Giordano, before mm. he left. So that's kind of why I would say the, uh, the forwards were quote unquote underpaid. Um, 
it looks like a cheap deal um, in comparison to other teams, which is kind of where I take a look at it. Um, but I do think after one solid season, that is a lot to commit to. But again, he's one of those players who is 26 years old, who is entering that prime of their career. And really the three years kind of throws me off a little bit because his agent said at the beginning of last year, he didn't want to sign a one or a two year deal. Mm -hmm. So I guess you sign a three year deal, um, which I understand because the flames are in a weird position right now. You don't know whether you'll be contending or not, but the money does seem like a lot, especially for a player who bounces between the second and third line. And not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, but $5.3 million, I think it is, that, that, that is a lot of money to have tied up in, you know, a potential third line forward. Uh, I mean, you look at what you're paying Sean Monaghan with the $6.3 million, and he's your fourth line center if he comes back healthy. So I think the Flames, you know, did themselves a favor here by making it still a sort of team-friendly contract. I think that if he continues to come out of the gate the way that he did and has a successful, steady, continuous season uh, with goal scoring and his defensive ability, if they do have to move him, any team would be like, okay, you know, that it's a lot easier to take on that kind of a contract versus Lucic is almost like $7 million. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but that's a good point because I mean, if you are five, it's 5.8, like that, oh, 5. 5.3. That's the thing. Like 5.3, like for me would have been a little more tolerable. I mean, 5.8 when it's just basically a couple hundred thousands of dollars, you know, not chunk change. Some taxes. But- yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what they're for. Um, but uh, you're right. If throughout these next three seasons, he can keep up a, even a 30-goal pace, not 35, even even almost a 25-30 goal pace. That contract looks pretty decent, especially for a guy who's not necessarily going to be on your top line. Like you mentioned, he can, he can bounce down to the third line with his defensive ability. You can trust him to go out there and pinch moments because he does have that uh, defensive ability, that two-way aspect to his game. And then on the flip side, he can go out there and score an important goal for the Flames as well. So uh, if he does play or put up the numbers at least or produce uh, the way that he did last season, 5.8 doesn't look too bad, especially like you said, if they look to move him in the future, other teams will be looking going, oh yeah, okay, sure, why not? We'll take that on. Definitely. And I think like one of the things is I just I jokingly call it like the inflation of overpaid forwards or really any defenseman like defensemen who make 11 million dollars. I think that like even 10 million. And again, this isn't a knock to like them. This is just how the game is evolving uh, Mm -hmm. compared to, you know, when players when younger players sign those early contracts and then they're up again and whatever. But, you know, I feel like $5.8 million is not a, I mean, it's a lot of money. I I wouldn't complain if I needed <laughs> yeah. that money, but I feel like with the salary cap increasing over, I think it's like 10 million bucks over the next two years, 
um, they're going to look at that 5.8 and be like, okay, we can take yeah. that on or we're all set. We can go higher. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I'm not a numbers person. I, <laughs> I spend my money. I don't, I don't look at it. <laughs> that's why, that's why that 5.3 and $5.8 million are pretty, we, we, we take a look at those numbers. We're like, Ooh, okay. Pretty right. numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. no, I feel that. I feel that. No, I, I, again, I think the signing also allows the top six for the Flames to really shore itself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, their top six as of right now is Huberdeau, Lindholm, and Defoli, and uh, Mangiapane, Michael Backlund, and Blake Coleman. As, as of right now as well. I think there are still some tweaking that could be done, maybe not necessarily to the top six, but to the team in general. There's a lot of cap space still to go around, if I'm not mistaken. You would know better than me on that, but I mean, there's still... There's a good chunk, and they there's have a good chunk. 10 defensemen under contract. And that's the other thing now, too, is like I saw your tweet yesterday saying that they have 10 defensemen with one-way contracts yeah. on the team right now. So that that kind of makes me interested, especially after this Mangiapane signing, as to what is going on. Yeah, I don't know. I'll Obviously, I'm actually going to dive more into that today on Lockdown ah. Flames because I, I like to – play mind games and like think I know what general managers and coaches are doing and nine times out of ten I'm right but right now I don't know I, I truly have no idea and it's, and no- it's fun to speculate yeah, and normally people say you sound crazy when you're saying that uh, all these things are going to happen then you happen to be right and then all of a sudden people are like who will know yeah yep, I know exactly. what you're saying I know what you're saying uh, yeah no I I, I Again, I, I'm okay with Mangiapane. I like the the. I'm okay with the money. I've been a big Mangiapane guy since basically earlier the start of this season, but uh, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Any final thoughts on Mangiapane before we move on to uh, the big fish down in the pond? Yeah, you know, um, I will say I have been like a Mangiapane, like I don't know, like going so hard for him since I started covering the Flames. Yeah, I remember seeing like going through his, through the roster and seeing his name and saying, "This kid's young. He is going to break out, and he has." So you know, you're all welcome for that. <laughs> you're welcome for those 35 goals, Calgary. I scored yeah. that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we shall move on from up north into a little pond down south in California as that little pond happens to have uh, a lot of money to make a big splash. And that big splash was on John Klingberg. We will talk about John Klingberg and how he is well, basically expected to be deployed down in Anaheim in just a second. But first... I want to tell you about a par- our partners over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your sport, your uh, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for all your odds, lines, and games this season. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. And I have a feeling that all those Major League Baseball lines are probably going to be moving a little bit after that trade deadline. <laughs> because uh, I think the Padres are going to get some uh, favorable votes here coming up with uh, the Juan Soto deal. Absolutely. Uh, 
Bet Online continues to be the top online source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting, in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we are going to move on to, though, is down south, as mentioned. Well, well south for me, I guess. I shouldn't keep saying down south, but they're in the, they're the southern part of America, I assume. That's that's kind of what I'm, I'm going for, the southwest. And that's, that's where Anaheim is. That's where Disneyland is. And that is where the Honda Center is, where the Anaheim Ducks play out of. And the newest Anaheim Duck is John Klingberg after signing a one-year, $7 million contract down there quite the money for one year kind of bit. so i've seen people say that this isn't really a betting on himself type contract there's been a little bit of a, a tumultuous caesar tumultuous feel i guess around uh, john klingberg since his trade uh, request or well it was a trade request yeah. hoping that he wow. gets a, a bigger contract and now he gets this one just how are you feeling about the deal and what do you think Anaheim or what do you think Anaheim is planning to do with uh, John Klingberg? You know, I would say that Klingberg is going to be their guy, their defenseman, like their number one guy that you're deploying on special teams, five on five, you know, whatever. I just, I think it's funny that you're paying him $7 million. Again, mm. I also am okay with the Flames paying Manjupani 5.8 million. So, like, again, don't – numbers are numbers to me. But it's a one-year deal. And to me, that's what kind of makes me scratch my head. Um, you know, he's not young and he's not super old. He's kind of, like, right in the middle there. And I'm perplexed. I think that he's going to come in and be like a good leader for the team, but looking at his metrics, I don't know what the Ducks are doing with their defensive core. I I don't. Really? Why not? I just I feel like it's just not strong enough. Um mm. I I don't know. I could be very wrong. You know, the only time I really watch the Ducks are when they play the Flames uh, or the Bruins. But I feel like there's still room for improvement. Mm-hmm. They're young. They are young. They are very young. Now, as of right now, per daily face-off. So uh, don't get on me if these aren't the lines, people. It's daily face-off. But uh, uh, per daily face-off, they have the defensive core right now. is uh, A pairing of Cam Fowler and uh, Jamie Drysdale as the top pairing. Uh, Euro Vakaninen will be paired with John Klingberg, allegedly. And uh, Simon Benoit also on that defensive core. That's where I kind of like get nervous is Benoit being the same. Uh, defenseman with Kevin Shattenkirk though you take a look at that right side on for the Ducks Jamie Drysdale John Klingberg Kevin Shattenkirk 
Shattenkirk had a quietly solid season last season. Jamie Drysdale's coming into his own. I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum here. I'm taking a look at uh, the Anaheim Ducks, and I think they could be a quietly good team. I'm taking a look at their cap friendly right now. They still have a bunch of cap space still. They're currently sitting with $18 million in cap space right now. Okay. Um, th- they just signed, obviously, John Klingberg, Ryan Strom as well. They still have uh, Adam Enrique, Frankie Vetrano's there now. Uh, Isaac Lundestrom, I haven't even mentioned uh, Trevor Zegris. Mason McTavish will probably make the jump again at some point. That's just their forwards now with their D. Uh, we mentioned their D as well. The Simon Benoit is kind of where I'm like, mm-hmm. but I mean, they also, they just brought in Ole Ulevi as well. They have, uh, I think Dominic Moore, I think is the name I'm looking at. Uh, but, uh, and uh, Olin Zellweger as well, I think will be a quiet name that might be a late cut for the Anaheim Ducks. He's a Canadian boy. He plays down in the WHL. If I'm not mistaken with the Kelowna Rockets, I might be wrong on that. But uh, a very solid defenseman, a great uh, two-way defenseman. He can shoot the puck. I think a defense with him and Jamie Drysdale in the future will be very solid for the Anaheim Ducks. Plus, they still have John Gibson that people seem to forget about. Very solid goaltender. He's very good. And Anthony Stolarz is a very very serviceable, serviceable backup as well. I think depending on how they get the starts on, you got to gel with this team. It's a young team still, but I mean, you take a look at John Klingberg, you, you really bring in a nice veteran presence. He is that uh, Happis Lindholm kind of replacement. He's yeah, that is uh, true. 29 years old right now. So, I mean, it's he'll be 30 once the contract is done. We'll see if he's proven himself enough for, for another bigger contract. He had 41 assists last year alone. So, you know, there, there are positives here. I really hope Anaheim can figure it out. But, you know, it's a big contract still. Yeah. And, you know, I think what gets me is that uh, Vakaninen has just had a very unlucky start to his career with concussion after concussion after concussion. And I remember when he was in uh, the AHL with the Providence Bruins, I was covering that team and I was just so frustrated for him and just saying like, you have the potential, maybe not in Boston, but in another organization that has like some space available for you, you could absolutely be a top four defenseman. And I just, I hope that it works out for him, but that's just another big question mark I have. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. There's a lot of question marks around Anaheim. Absolutely. And I think, did they get better? Yeah. Will they, because they had that, uh, run last season where you know they were competitive they were in a playoff mm-hmm. spot but it, they mm-hmm. weren't able to sustain it which I mean no one thought that the Kings were going to be able to make the playoffs either and they took the Oilers to seven yeah like they they were a, a tough out for the Edmonton Oilers and I, a lot of that comes down to coaching and I don't want to bag on it too much uh, it is a former Oilers coach and I don't want it to seem personal but Dallas Eakins isn't good with young talent I'm no. sorry to say but 
he isn't. He probably cost Nail Yakupov his NHL career because of his stubbornness and in using him. He just puts way too much expectations on players, young players. And now you have one of the best young players in the league who the league loves to market. I sit there and sometimes get notifications on my phone going, Trevor Zegers is on TV right now. And I'm like, I'm in Canada, I don't get the talks, but like it's easy to market them. It's easy to market Anaheim. I mean, just down the road. Well, not down the road. There you gotta take a freeway and then yeah, you're down the traffic. road. On, on Disney Way. The Disney yeah. Disneyland is in the same area as well. Yeah, Mike my Trout, Shohei Otani. Uh, bingo! There you go. Might as well go uh, down the freeway as well and catch a couple Dodgers games too. Yeah, right. Just um, keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's an easy little trip, and the NHL loves to market it. Uh, I think you, you just – Dallas Eakins needs to figure out how to use these young players. He's going to have Mason McTavish coming in next year. And like you said, Vakaninen hasn't had a great uh, start to his uh, career. He needs somebody to help him there. Klingberg will certainly help, but I'm not sure how much uh, Dallas Eakins will help. Seems a little personal, I know, but it's just You're coming not the from the first person to say that, though. Wow, well, I'm not. I'm sorry to say, and I, I don't. Again, don't want to toot my own horn, but even people we've talked to have mentioned just how how much uh, Dallas Eakins has hindered certain people. So that I think is another thing to take a look at for the team. You can have all the talent in the world. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers had what four first overall picks on their team when Dallas Eakins was here, and guess what? They picked Connor McDavid the next year, right? So a lot, a lot goes into it. Absolutely. And I think that they'll definitely be a sneaky team in the Pacific. Um, I'm not really sure what Vegas is going to do, but we don't have to talk about Vegas today because that's not on our list. But coming up next, we are going to talk about jerseys because who doesn't love a good jersey? And with the reverse retros coming out, I know, look at, if you're watching on YouTube, Brett's background is quite literally just jerseys. <laughs> I next love season, my jerseys. I can tell. And next <laughs> season, we have round two of reverse retros, and we make our predictions as to who could have the best and the worst. All right. You know, yesterday, when we were plotting our content... We were like, there's nothing. There's nothing to talk about. So, but thankfully, Mangiapane signed. But you know what? Jerseys are always here. And they're always great to talk about. So I figured we're doing reverse retros, right? And thinking who could have the best and who. Oh, yeah. Club. Oh, yeah. All right. Where do you want to start? Bottom or top of the list? Let's go bottom. Let's go bottom. I think uh, it's easier to go bottom to the best because then the best are, are the best to talk about. I think the worst are going to be the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. I don't think uh, they, uh, they, they stayed retro so long that I think that the reverse ones aren't going to be nice. It seemed like they were almost ashamed of their jersey last time. 
around when the reverse retros came out. They didn't show the logo. They they strayed away from any of the promotional stuff. And I just don't think that they're going to really have their heart into it. And it seems like Chicago might have a couple other things to worry about. So I just, I, I don't see them having a nice jersey for the reverse retros. A hundred percent. I have mm-hmm. Chicago and Vegas as like Ooh. kind of tied for my bottom because mm-hmm. um, I just, I really... Like you said, Chicago has other things on their plate that they have to worry about right now. And with their jersey, there's so much backlash that I feel like I don't know if they know how to execute something properly. Totally. No, totally. You're right. And that's that's a good way of putting it. It's just like the execution of it. I just yeah. don't think they don't have the team around it to to do it. Uh, next and uh, 15th worst spot. I have, you know what? I'm going to put the Nashville Predators. I, okay. Okay. I don't like, I've never liked really their colors. The only time I got a jersey of Nashville is their, their navy blue one, and it's because of Jordan Tutu. So it was more sentimental than the team. I I, I just, I've never liked their colors. Maybe if they go back to the, 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 the navy blue, it might be all right. But I don't know. They're, they're, it's always kind of kept a, a bad taste in my mouth. I have the blues. Um, while I love their primary colors, I just I don't know how or what you can do. Again, I'm not a graphic designer, but <laughs> how you could execute another jersey. Uh, I think that they did a great job with their state flag last time. So, right. I don't know. We'll have to see. See, you get the state flags and stuff. I didn't realize that's what that was. I, I only really get the, the California one. I'm like, aha, there it is. I <laughs> only knew that because I, like, tw- I quote tweeted it with a bunch of question marks. I was like, what is this? And then somebody uh, from Missouri was like, that's our state flag. And I was like, oh, oh, and I bet they were very upset about yeah, that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were not happy with me. I was like, okay. My my 14 spot i have uh, i also put the st louis blues there i i I like the red i thought it was decent i i just uh i don't know i i I think there will be better ones i'm just taking a look at all the teams i'm like i think this team can do a better one i think this team can do a better one so i'm just i'm gonna put tentatively st louis here for now i have the preds in my next spot there we go. Because we saw their stadium series jerseys. And that made me lose all faith in any sort of design team in Nashville. <laughs> and I I don't know what you can do with that color combination to make it more attractive. And this is coming from someone who owns a Preds jersey as well. So <laughs> we'll see. It's not a pretty color. I'm sorry. I just don't like that color. It's not nice. I am for my uh, 13th spot. I'm going to Texas. I'm going with Dallas. I have to. Yes. There we go. It's just like their last one was so bad. Their logo now is so bad. 
I mean, they're old. Like they're like two thousands jerseys were the best. They were they were yes. mint. So if they can go with that and find a decent way to bring in the reverse retro scheme into it, then I'm totally here for it. Totally here for it. But it's a matter of if, and that is the, that is the major issue. That if you're going into one of these design things with more ifs than ooh we can, then I, I, I that's where I'm sitting with with Dallas. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just again one of just the design team. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Even like the prototypes that they came up with for the new jerseys that they have now, like these, I, I can't even say that I like these jerseys either. But some of the other ones that they had made, whoa. yeah. Sometimes they just take a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, down Albuquerque. That's for yeah. sure. Uh. <laughs> 12. Are we at 12? I think we're at 12. 12 Are we yeah. at 13? Yeah, 12. There we go. I, I bounced somebody from my bottom, so I'm now like a little yep. uh, messed up here. But uh, I have San Jose. Okay. I, uh, I've, I don't like their new colors. I've liked their old, I like their old teal, like the old, mm -hmm. like really green that, one. Yeah. These ones are too ocean, not even ocean. Well, yeah, kind of oceany. It's just too much almost. It's too pretty. So if they can get back to their old uh, uh, teal, I guess, I would, I would be okay with it. It kind of like the Mike Ricci days of yeah. those, like, really, like, um, like, you could tell that was early 2000s, like, late 90s type feel. I love feel. that. Yeah, me too. So I... Oh, those are they fit well with the the black piping too really helps so that's what I like from them I hope they can go back to that but I don't have a lot of uh, promise I think they'll stick they'll probably do something similar to that but they'll probably have the colors that they have now I assume but if they want money then they'll do the regular like you're the old ones yeah I have Seattle next Ooh. And not because I don't trust their color scheme or anything like that, but because I don't know how you can be in your second season and a reverse retro. It was kind of like when everyone was like, how is Vegas going to do a reverse retro? At yeah. least they had a few years under their belt. Seattle has one season. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm sure it'll be gorgeous, but I'm just not sure right now what how you do a reverse retro for totally a baby team they should do like they should like bring out all the old like prototypes that they did and they should choose one and they're like this is what we could have been i don't know oh, just, just like a giant <laughs> squid yes Ooh, oh i dig it okay yeah, all right compensate me for that idea you're welcome <laughs> yeah exactly uh at the uh 11 spot are we at 11 i'm, I'm yeah. I've completely so again i i mess this up now i'm taking a look at it but that's okay uh i have the vegas golden knights i didn't think that uh, i didn't like the red i'll be honest with you i uh, i or no, they did the golds, right? Was the they gold did the, the gold, but they had the red gold. in it, I think. That's right. That's right. The You know what? The golds were all right, but it's just too much gold. And now that they have that as their homes, what, are they going to make their old thirds the reverse retros? Like, no, <laughs> you kind of fall into that Seattle trap, like you said, just like what 
can you do, right? So it, that that's kind of why I have them a little bit in the middle of the pack. It's just kind of what can they do type yeah. thing. They, it seemed like they already kind of not swung and, and missed, but they swung for the fences with the first one. Now the first one's done, and now everyone's like, okay, okay. now what? Yeah. yeah. I am going <laughs> to catch some heat here, but it's the Oilers. Oh! Um, I... I really, 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 really think that anything that they put out is going to look better on the ice because their predominant colors are so bold. I don't think it would just look good on my computer screen. So I give them that. But And I think that's what takes away from it for me because I want to be able to look at this jersey and be like, that is beautiful. But I don't know. That's just... But you didn't you didn't like the third ones. You don't like the third ones that they have now. No. See, I am I'm all in. I am all in on those. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. Do you like the Oilers like the the old cogged one, the one that looks like yeah. kind of like a comet? You like that one? Yeah. And you don't like the the blue one? No. See, okay, that completely throws my theory because I always thought people who liked the comet liked the black, the new black ones, and now you're the first one that doesn't like or likes the old ones, but doesn't I, like the the new ones. I don't know what it is. I just think the like the first time that I saw it, it reminded me of something you would find at like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls. I don't know if you guys have those up there, but <laughs> just like a knockoff. Yeah, and yeah, that's. Unfortunately, why? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Up to number 10. And I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. I like their colors. I think because they, they did the uh, the throwback to the uh, Minnesota North Stars with their last one, which was a hit. That was one of the cleanest ones that were there. But now what? You kind of you blew your shot on the last one. So now what are you going to do, right? Yeah, I definitely think that they could get funky and go a totally different creative route, but mm-hmm. I get that. I do get that. I have Vancouver oh. because, again, they really nailed it with that um, last jersey, but they were reverse retro, and I don't know what you do now. And I think, you know, the flying skate holds so much uh, – love in Vancouver's heart, Vancouver fans' hearts. Oh, yeah. And I, the color combination there, it was so beautiful. I loved the black. The Basically, it was basically the same thing as the flames. But um, the black, the white, the yellow, and the red, those colors together are just really nice. And I, I don't know how you top that. Hmm. See, that's a cult classic up here, man. Those are like you see people walking around with hats with that logo yes. on it, like everywhere, like jerseys. Everybody really likes that one. I I always thought it was kind of a pukey color, so I wasn't real big, but I get I get the lore basically. So I, I'm behind that. I'm here with that. Um, my next one, I have the Los Angeles Kings. Um, I th- can they go with the purple scheme? Yes, and I hope they do. Like that really old, old purple scheme, the purple and 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 yellow. I think that they should and would look beautiful. 
but I don't know if they will. I really don't know if they will. I could see them going back to like their like 2000s logo with the crown, which also is a fantastic logo. But I don't know. I want I want that old those old old colors. I love the old old purple and, and yellow. Yeah, I have them in that same spot, basically yeah. for the same reason. I just I don't know what you do. I I don't. I don't. They're, they got a history. They got a nice little, they got a subtle history, I think, yeah. with the LA Kings. Um, next spot I have, and I think this one rose a little higher than it should have maybe, but I have the Winnipeg Jets. I uh, They can really do it the right way if they want to. And that's a matter of if they want to. Uh, every single time a Jets jersey or Jets branding thing has come out i've had so much hope and then i've just been like ah yeah I, I get it i guess but yeah so i'm just hoping that this is the one that they just figure out they get the old colors right you get the old nostalgic feel and that that's why i kind of have them down here because if they do it right it can be one of the nicer ones but they just have to do it right I have them in the same spot, mainly because I think what they should do is go with that Atlanta Thrashers um, blue. Ooh. And do with that. I would really, like, I love that color. Mm-hmm. And it would look so good. Even if, okay. like, they just stick with their regular, like, current logo and just make their jerseys, like, that powdery blue. That's sure. Cool. I'll buy it. I don't care. Sure. Uh, they should make like the 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 jet like the the thrasher was. Yeah. You know, like the oh let's go. Why are we not making jerseys? Right? Exactly. <laughs> this is what we need to be doing. <laughs> what are we doing? Alrighty, the next one I have, I'm going out with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I do, I love their colors. Their marketing has been fantastic so far. Uh, I think it's tough. Uh, they have, like you said, you don't know what they can do. For me, I'm kind of on the other side where it's like they can do whatever they want. Like they can introduce a whole new different color if they wanted to just okay. because, you know, like they don't have that history for the reverse retro. So why not make it a little funky or different? So I'm kind of excited by that. It's kind of a reverse of the, the Winnipeg Jets or basically the Dallas Stars as well, where I've been impressed with everything the Kraken have done so far as a team. So I, I can't see them messing this up. But knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I have uh, the Coyotes next Ooh. because I think that they absolutely can do anything. Um, but I think they have history as well. Um, mm. And they have room to be funky and go with, I love their purple jerseys. I loved those um, in the last re- reverse retros. I thought that was mm. sick. I would love to see them just go full, like Southwest Aztec, like, really hone in on the culture down there. I think that would be yeah. really awesome. Oh, 100%. No, I'm with you there. Even, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy that we came back to the Kachina feel. Yeah. Um, next, I think we're in the top six here, so we're closing it out. My sixth spot is going to be the Colorado Avalanche. They killed yep. it with the Quebec Nordique look. Uh, it was so beautiful. It was probably the best of all of the reverse retros. 
but now what? <laughs> right. Now what do you do? Do you just straight up go back to the Quebec Nordiques, have your colors on it instead? I don't know. I'd be okay with that. But uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, okay, you, you kind of made the best of the best. Yeah. Now can you back it up? I'm not 100% sure. But they've always had nice colors down there. Yeah. I think that's probably where I'm going with that too. Because like you said, they can switch up the colors. But Colorado does have really clean jerseys, as it is. So I don't know how much. I mean, they're so creative and everything down down there. So I I have hope for them. And I really think that it could be so exciting. Just Mm. to, you know, do they just design, like, a whole new logo? I, I, I could see, like, a mend almost, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I don't know. I think that they have some really creative people uh, throughout their entire organization who could make something work. Totally. I agree. Top five here. And my number five, I am going uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. I'm coming up north. Uh, I think they can just do so many good things and so many things well. Like you mentioned, they have the the old vintage colors that they can lean back on. Those ugly, I say ugly, ugly in a good way type uh, jerseys as well. But I like their current color scheme too. So if they were to do a mend of uh, the old uh, version with new colors or, or new version with old colors i think they could uh, like anything that they could do would look very nice and almost be another cult classic for for vancouver so i think they could do a lot of really good things in vancouver absolutely i think that that would be i don't know i love vancouver i and mm. i love how just innovative they've gotten and yeah. how i don't know I don't yeah know pretty neat Top five. I have the Sharks. Ooh, there it is. Yeah. I have the Sharks because of that early nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. 90s, 2000s teal. And I think that they could just do anything with with those colors and it will sell. But I also really liked their last reverse retro if I'm remembering it correctly. Yep. I yep. just I think that they just need to go all in sure. with the teal with the old colors. Yeah, no, I agree. Just, just, yeah, either commit or don't. No, I, I agree. Those old ones, those, the ones last, whenever they came out, those were really nice. You are right. Alrighty, top four. And I'm going to Arizona. I'm going south. I'm going down into the desert. I'm going Arizona. You just can't go wrong with the Kachinas. Whatever you do, I hope I'm not jinxing it. But those are, you, you just can't go wrong. What else can you say? Those are the best logo design, jersey design I've seen in p- p- potentially pro sports. Uh, I think you, you just can't go wrong there. That's all I'm going to add. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I messed this up, but I'm already on number three. Oh, are you on three? I might have missed I don't this know. I, I think it's because we had like the same jerseys, multiple like ranked at the yeah. same spot. That's why I'm. Oh, you know, you know what it is. You had two tied at the bottom. That's right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There we go. So should I just go with my number three then, or should we just to even it Give out? Or four? four? Give me number four. four. Why not? 
There we go. There we go. Okay. Oh, that was my number four. The, oh, okay. Number, number three. Number three. Okay, there we so go. We're now we're on we're number good. three. We talked this out. We're good. <laughs> you go with number three. <laughs> I have Anaheim. Nice. Yes. I have, yes. I My top three was so hard to figure out because I really was going based off of last reverse retros, fan designs, and the potential. And I just want to, I loved Anaheim's reverse retros. I wish that I had gotten one. Uh, I just, I want to see them do something that's maybe a little cleaner. Just one logo. It doesn't have to be like a whole cartoon strip going on. But I just, I really think that they could, again, just nail it with this. Completely. No, I'm I'm with you right there as well. Number three, I have Anaheim too. And like you said, it, it, it was so nice the last one. Obviously, you have the Mighty Ducks to fall on, and the Mighty Ducks are the best anything. Even probably I would go better than the Kachina. I just, I love it. And you can go back. If they could go back to the old, like, purple and, yes. like, turquoise and have the, the goalie mask too. Oh, my that goodness. Take my money. Take right, my money. Exactly. Yeah, that is my number three. Number two, Jess, who do you have? Calgary. Oh, number two? Yeah. What? I do because I, I know at last reverse retro blasty was just chef's kiss. I loved it. <laughs> I didn't get to get my hands on one, which was so upsetting, but it probably doesn't even matter because I probably would have gotten a Gaudreau one and just <laughs> cried ugly tears when he left into it but i think that they they have some of the best logos um and cleanest jerseys in the league with even with their ahl team they have like just such incredible designs and it's simple but you like get the story if that makes any sense and i just i would love to see them do I don't know. Just do not do the Heritage Classic ones. That's fine, please. Um, but I, I give them a lot. I even think maybe – I don't know if a gradient would work for them, but uh, it does work yeah. for the number one team. So I could see it. Yeah, no, I could see it. Uh, number two, I also do have Calgary. Also, nice shout-out to the Calgary Wrangler jeans. I like it. Um, but, uh, yes, I also have Calgary. Same thing. Lovely colors. You, you can't really go wrong with their color scheme unless they, like, really do it wrong intentionally almost. So, Calgary Flame, again, and that that the Blassie logo. I always loved that growing up and getting, like, the old, like, Joe Newendike, uh, um uh, hockey cards and stuff like that. I always liked getting those and stuff. But uh, that is my number two. Jess, it sounds like your gradient team uh, is quite the, the jersey concept coming up. Who you got at number one? I have Minnesota. Oh, yeah, duh. There we go. Nice. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's someone in the Flames uh, community created, they're doing like a groovy gradient series where they design oh. jerseys and Minnesota, it was like purple and black, but it, I would love, love, love to see them do something like a night sky on their logo oh. or something like with like the bear thing that they have going on. I just, I think that they could really, really 
kill it with some sort of gradient, mm-hmm. but not with the subway colors. Yeah, yeah, you have that's to go fair. out of the box. <laughs> that's true. No, I dig it. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Um, my number one. I haven't said them yet, but I think it's because they're getting back to that old cog jersey. I think they're going to put a modern spin to it. And that old cog jersey is one of the best things I've ever seen ever. And the number one is the Edmonton Oilers. Is it a cop-out? Maybe, but they can do it well. I like the Edmonton Oilers marketing team. I'll I'll be honest with you. I think they're going to kill it. I'm so pumped about it. But that is my number one with the Edmonton Oilers. I have fun with that, you know? You kind of get a little little crazy. Creative, little imaginative. That's what the off season is all about. Yes. You know, it's just, it's fun to, you know, get in there and think of different ways that different teams can really bring a new creative spin to their team and just bring, bring back Blasty. That's fine. (laughs) I I love Blasty so much. Totally. That about does it for today's episode. We did run a little long, but that's okay. We were talking jerseys. So I hope you stuck around for that. Uh, Who do you think will have the best reverse retro? Drop it down in the comments or leave it in one of the reviews and give us a five-star rating. Brett, where can people find you on social media? You can find me personally on basically any social media at the real. Holden 40, but you don't care about me. You care about the Oilers. And you can find uh, Locked on Oilers on any streaming platform that you're your podcast platform that you get all your podcasts on. And you can also find us on YouTube at Locked on Oilers, just how it's spelled. Make sure you subscribe there. And Twitter is the exact same thing, Locked on Oilers. That's where you can find me. How about you, Jess? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Uh, The show is available on any streaming platform, and that is uh, Locked on Flames. And the show's Twitter is LO underscore Flames Pod. And look forward to talking with y'all next week. Hopefully we have some more um, exciting. We'll have arbitration news. We'll have arbitration news. Right. We will have some arbitration news, and we'll see. We'll see what gets done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't the Oilers have quite a few players going to arbitration. We have Kyler Yamamoto, so here's oh. the hoping. Yeah, All we right. have we had JP, but that that was dealt with. <laughs> Alrighty, everyone, we will catch you next week with arbitration news on Locked On NHL.